I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in, Sporty Nation. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, you now only have like two weeks or something like that for Christmas. So just to let you know, for all those who haven't gone shopping yet, which is, you know, usually most people, um, ordering online this year is going to be rougher than usual. So you're welcome. But um, we probably should get into the show. So as usual, I have to introduce my wonderful and amazing co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? Hello, Corey. I'm doing wonderfully, wonderfully well tonight. I've been eating your scrumptious cookies that you made for myself and for Cat and for Iz that Iz helped you make. And I've been binging on those pretty much all day long. And they are the chef's kiss. They are so good. Sugar cookies. And I, I would, I'm going to put this out there to the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network shows. I don't think there's a single other Hockey Podcast Network show out there that has a co-host who will come over to their house and make them cookies. Damn right. I hope everyone realizes how special Richie is and how much the rest of you suck. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. But you, I, we, sh- I should be thank you. I should be the one thanking you for the one that actually made the cookies. But I think I honestly, here's another challenge to the Hockey Podcast Network. I think that our show would be able to beat any other show in a baking competition because I consider myself to be a pretty good baker. And oh hell yeah! You've you made some good stuff lately. Like you made a really nice. Um... What, what is that? Uh, banana bread. And you make a great pumpkin pie every year for Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. And then I also made recently some, I made some like uh, ketogenic, like cheesecake bites that were good too. Um, not perfect, but you know, for the first try, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. So that's our challenge to the rest of the hockey podcast network. We'll do like a zoom baking competition and then I don't know who will the judge will be because we're all in different parts of the country and different countries. But uh, so I'm just going to self-proclaim ourselves the best baking show on the Hockey Podcast Network. How about that? Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's the thing that kind of sucks though, about all this coronavirus shit is we can't like have any like THPN gatherings or something. But whenever we do have a THPN gathering, we have to do like a full-blown bake-off now. I think that's a really good challenge for everyone to have is a nice solid bake-off. And I mean, um, I've gone very lazy with um, my last two like whiskey drinks that that we've promised uh, the Sporty Nation. Um, But, you know, I think once I start getting into my more advanced drinks, you know, that maybe I might end up being like a solid bartender here and we could also have... A drink off with our bake off. Oh, one hundred percent. I would also challenge. I'm assuming around the hockey podcast network, there are other 
people who have been bartenders in the past because I feel like that's a, a job that you have during college, etc. that a lot of people have. But I'm also really good. I'm a really good mixologist. You know this, right? I made you I made you different drinks in the past. White yeah, Russians. You, yes, you've made me white Russians on multiple occasions. And the the most impressive part is it's like been in and and I know this is going to sound weird as I'm just saying this out loud. Um, Richie and I have stayed in the same hotel room, but but my boyfriend is also in the same hotel room. <laughs> it just it sounds weird when I phrase it this way. But there's been multiple occasions um, where we've been at Comic-Con and Richie has it in nowhere, nothing but our uh, what we could quickly get at Target and in our hotel room made some of the most bomb white russians possible and and he does it like it's so funny because like you could literally be like in in a car on the side of the road and and richie could make you a bomb white russian it's just kind of the way he is yeah and i make other delicious delicious beverages too if i have a chance my my home bar here at the apartment isn't as good as it used to be at my parents house because we had pretty much everything and a lot of the the like the bar supplies that you would need to make to mix drinks and whatnot like a good shaker that kind of stuff don't have that here don't uh spend enough money on alcohol to actually consider actually buying new stuff like bar stuff and so i don't have it anymore so my mixology has come down a peg over the last couple years but yes i think that's why we're the best show on the network is we're multifaceted and multi-talented it's constantly like a party here in in the sporty nation. I mean, I have just bought a bar cart and I bought a shaker not too long ago. So, but I am not on your level of being able to make drinks and be a mixologist and all that stuff. Like, I am not at that point. And so, if you want to come over and start making some drinks, I mean, I do have a bar cart with all of the essentials on it now. Between alcohol and coffee, I've gotten very decked out during this quarantine. And and when I say that it's always a party in the Sporty Nation, I mean that honestly. Like even um, last night I had gone over to Richie and his roommate Kat's um, apartment and we, when I was making those cookies, Kat got down on one knee and literally like uh, did a beer bong essentially of um not icing but uh sprinkles so you know this is what we do kind of on the regular i mean i think we actually may have scared some people on after hours last night because it was very like serious hockey talk and then we came on and we just turned it into the shit show that we are that yeah absolutely that's what after hours is all about though it's just get weird and so that's what we do. If you can't tell already in the first few minutes of the show, we like to get uh, we like to get weird on the sh- on the show at least on the show. For goodness sake, don't don't clip that out of context, please don't. Okay, don't. All right. I'm I mean, gonna... like, there's so many things we could clip out of context. Like, there's certain things that, like, you know, I was I was describing the the dough yesterday and like i was trying to use that as but as soon as that came out of my mouth on after hours i i felt very like i shouldn't have said that which i was which is why i'm not going to say it again um if you if you want to listen to it i'm it'll be on after hours 
they always put out the podcast on Patreon, but like, um, there's certain things that we just, uh, zero filter, you know? And I always think to myself, oh, that could be clipped off and used against me one day. Like, luckily I'm never going to be like running for president or something. Cause that would definitely be used against me in some way, shape or form. Yeah, that's why when what we say on the podcast stays on the podcast. That's why that's the tagline for the show. Gosh, screw Vegas. Who needs Vegas? I mean, really. I mean, they should be the ones going to the central for shit's sake. <laughs> I I agree, and we're going to get to that, I think, on this on today's on today's uh, episode. Also coming up, a movie night, a review of The Fast and the Furious. The original movie from 2001. We'll talk about that. We will also talk about our favorite announcements from the Disney presentation where they announced all of the shows for the Marvel Star Wars universes. And we all, we'll, I, will, I think we'll talk about our favorites from that and what we're looking forward to the most. And then we, of course, will get into the... Latest, we know about the division alignment plan. This thing has changed seemingly constantly. It's gone from Minnesota's in, Minnesota's out, St. Louis is in, St. Louis is out. Oh, then Minnesota and St. Louis are both in, and then Dallas is out. We'll get to that coming up later. And, of course, we end the show with random shit, as always, including a story I teased last night, Saturday night, on Twitter, at Corey underscore Richie Show. If you were following along, you know what's coming up to end the show. So, Corey, without further ado, let's let's get into our movie night, which we do every every about every month. We have a movie night with myself, yourself, and Cat. And last night we decided to crack open the fra- the Fast and the Furious, Furious franchise, and it's a tongue we watched, twister. We watched the first episode. The first. The first movie in that franchise. You okay over there, Richie? You having a I'm stroke? fine. I'm not even. I'm not even drinking. I just can't use my F's correctly tonight, for <laughs> goodness' sake. But yes, we watched the first movie in the Fast and the Furious franchise, and of course, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, um, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Jordana Brewster. And that was the first time I've seen it, and I gotta say, I quite I I liked it. It's having known what the franchise has become later on in the franchise. Like I, I the only one I've seen all the way through prior to this is is Hobbs and Shaw, and that thing is just batshit crazy from the from the, from the get go of the movie for two hours. It just the action just gets crazier and crazier, and there's not a whole heck of a lot of plot to it, but. It's fun as fuck. Whereas the first Fast and the Furious movie, it's an action movie, but it's more of a a kind of real life like action movie with a lot of car chases and stuff like that. And I actually liked it. And I and Vin Diesel's character is uh, is interesting. Paul Walker's character is interesting. And then I actually ended up starting to watch Fast and the Furious two later that night. I only got half an hour into it, so. So far, so good. The Fast and the Furious franchise, as far as my watching, is going over the last two nights. 
Well, I'm glad that you like them. They are, yeah, they start to get to that point where they're just kind of batshit crazy. Once you get to, I mean, they progressively just start getting more batshit crazy as they go. But they are just like a fuck ton of fun. Like that's basically what they are as a show is just a ton of fun. And it's funny because they're, I, I put it on Twitter and like, you know, there's some people that are always just like, this is the dumbest franchise ever. It's just like, no, it's, it's a ton of fun. And people are always wondering like, oh, why do they keep making those movies? Why do they keep getting crazier and crazier? Partially is because like the fan base is fine with that. Like people are still going and seeing those movies and people are still supporting that. So that's why they keep making more of them because they can make more money off of them. And the fans are fine with it being that crazy because it's fun. Like, as one of those people that is, like, a a fan of the um, entire franchise, like, as it is, um, I'm a fan of it as it is because of the fact that it is so crazy and out there. And, like, you fall in love with these characters from the beginning and then you go all the way through. And then for someone like me, like, that came out in 2001 I was in first grade. So for me, it's literally been like a part of my life throughout most of my life. So it's it's kind of cool because you kind of grow as the characters grow and it's just kind of fun. And you can remember, I can remember different parts of my life according to like when the movies came out, you know, like in high school, we would all just be like, oh, we're all going to go watch the Fast and the Furious movie after school and we would all like as a group go to the movie theater and everyone probably hated us because I hate teenagers in a movie theater more than anything but um you know it's so it's it's kind of cool it's more than just like a movie series and I'm very glad that I've gotten to introduce you to them I am interested to watch the rest of the franchise Especially once The Rock joins, because I'm a big fan of The Rock, and he's in Fast and the Furious 5. So I have a couple movies to go. I will watch Tokyo Drift. I've heard some bad things about Tokyo Drift. A lot of people do not like it. However, I sent you an article earlier where Christopher Nolan, like one of probably my favorite director right now, he was asked about the Fast and the Furious franchise and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. And he was a big fan of Tokyo drift, which is crazy to me because so many people don't like it. But Christopher Nolan, one of the best directors of his generation is like, yeah, I love Tokyo drift. So if Christopher Nolan likes it, that means I'll probably like it too. I feel like it's, it's, that's actually kind of funny because there are just as many Tokyo drift lovers as there are haters I've discovered because like, since this conversation's come up, I found so many people that love Tokyo Drift. Like, I even watched Tokyo Drift again the other day just because um, Isha, who uh, runs our network, he um, he was saying how much he loved Tokyo Drift. And, it, and it's got a different style. It's, um, it's kind of its own thing. And, like, so I think I always didn't like it from the fact that it was its own entity, essentially. And it doesn't really play in in the same way. Like, there's... A character that's brought in um but outside of that it's kind of its own thing and it, they just kind of sprinkle it into the rest of them as you go on but um it's it's a it's a good movie in itself it just it feels very random when it comes to the overarching story and 
People want to tell me that there's not an overarching story. There is an overarching story. Watch one and then watch four and don't think that one and four don't connect and have the same story going forward. Yeah, I was kind of weirded out when I started watching Fast and the Furious 2, or Too Fast, Too Furious, as it's actually called, where Vin Diesel doesn't show up at all. So it just focuses on Paul Walker's character. And in that movie, though, we do get two of the other kind of co-stars of the entire franchise. We get Ludacris in that movie, and we also get Tyrese Gibson in the movie. And so it's a pretty big movie for the franchise because you get two characters that stick around for the rest of the entire franchise with those two and both of them are pretty fun they're they're hilarious because and the i watched a little bit of fast and furious 5 recently and those two characters just like are just just give each other shit for like the entire movie and it's great like there was a scene where they were just in their like garage i guess or wherever the fuck they are their headquarters i guess during Fast and the Furious 5. And um, and one of them is, I think it was Ludacris, I was trying to get something out of the vending machine and he couldn't get it out. And so uh, Tyrese Gibson just like shoots it with his like grappling gun to crack open the, the glass on the, on, the, on the vending machine. And it was great. I was like, this is great. I love these two. And so to see them in Fast and the Furious 2 was great. So through two movies... I get. I will give the franchise a thumbs up for now. Um, in which one is it? I think it's eight. Yes, eight. Um, because that one's the one with Shirley Theron. Um, in that one, they end up like fighting over the same girl. That one is also very entertaining with the two of them like arguing back and forth. Um, it, but no, it is that one again. It, it's like there's a five year like gap. In between the first one and the fourth one and this one and the so the second one just kind of shows what uh, Brian O'Connor's character is doing during that five year like a uh, one year of that five year span so you get to see that part but you don't really see what happens in the other like four years until you see the the fourth one and then it shows kind of where he he's at now and then it goes on from there that's that's good to know so i will continue watching and i will continue providing updates on on twitter at cory underscore you show and at my personal twitter at our floor is 91 and uh, you can also follow cory too at cory nicole with two e's because i'm sure she'll disagree with me anytime i i talk shit about it because I won't talk shit about... I feel like I won't be talking too much shit about the Fast and Furious franchise. But the other franchise that Corey loves that I always like to shit on is the Transformers franchise. And and I we, we shan't get into it tonight because I'm, I'm going to get angry and angry Richie is never fun. Well, I okay. First, I would like to say, what are you talking about? Are you talking about like all of them? Or are you talking about the first three? The only good one in the entire Transformers franchise is the very first one. That's the only one that's actually watchable. The rest are just god-awful trash. I like one, two, and three. Um, I would like... I like one and two the best. Um, Three was good. It just... It's hard because you got invested in Megan Fox's character and then she's just gone 
So that one, that kind of was hard in the third one. But one, two, and three are good. Um, the other ones, not so much. Like, I still will watch them out of entertainment purposes. Um, and one of them was shot here in Arizona. And one of them was shot, like, um, right by uh, where I live. And uh, I was, like, looking out out front of my of my parents house and i was like what the fuck is going on over there and it looks like it was like military maneuvers type of a thing right they were filming transformers and i was like oh well i shit you not that's that's it was like i'm not kidding it was going on um like a five minute drive away from me and i was like well this is cool so one of them and i don't even remember which one that is it's like a the one where um optimus is a knight um that one I watch because I always like to see you know the stuff about Arizona because they did it by me and then they did it over um on the 303 so that one's just kind of cool to see all the stuff they filmed in Arizona for that's that's cool that's nice but the movies are still terrible um who knows maybe I'll maybe I'll watch it again and and on a movie night with you and you can explain to me why they're actually entertaining but i i just don't see anything with them so um yeah there you go that's our review of fast and the furious everybody <laughs> exhilarating stuff i'm sure oh always I, I, as long as you've enjoyed it it's exhilarating if you haven't yes. enjoyed something that is is a franchise that i thoroughly enjoy then it just becomes annoying because then it becomes the Transformers thing all over again. Although you do agree that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so I can appreciate yes. that. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Twitter at Corey underscore Ricky Show if you do not think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. There is no movie that gets me more in the mood for Christmas than Die Hard because the movie starts out with a Christmas song. What's the first song we hear is a Christmas song. It takes place during Christmas. The movie it goes to a Christmas party. Yes, the movie doesn't even take place if the Christmas doesn't happen because John McClane does not even go to see his his estranged wife and his children in Los Angeles if it wasn't for Christmas. Okay. The uh, people at Nakatomi Plaza there, they're probably not even there if they're not even having their Christmas party. So Hans Gruber would have just gone in there on his own and robbed the place blind if there wasn't a Christmas party. But no, we got John McClane stopping him because of that Christmas party and he was there. So Die Hard is a Christmas movie. If you don't like it, you suck. Wow, harsh words. I I have um, seen a few people who I'm very disappointed in the fact that they say that's not a Christmas movie. And I'm just going to leave it at that because it is, it's very disappointing that people think it's not a Christmas movie, but I will say the Die Hard franchise is like literally one of my favorite of all time. And for those of you that want to come at me about it, I did not see the fifth one because my brother adores them just as much, if not more than I do. And, um, uh, he said it was absolutely terrible. And so I refuse to... Um, participate in that and act like it exists so I have not seen the fifth one so if you want to come at me about the fifth one I have not seen it and to me I will just respond with what I, I that movie is not an actual thing because to me I pretend it's not 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I have zero interest in watching the fifth one either. Actually, I lied. I watched like 20 minutes of it. I was like, this is stupid. And I moved on. So, <laughs> but speaking of franchises and we won't spend too much time on this because we have random ship coming up here, um, which is Disney put out their new Disney plus shows and their new movies that are coming down between star Wars and Marvel. And so, uh, Corey, what is your, the show and or movie that you are most looking forward to that was announced by Disney last week. Okay. I'm not sure. This is, this is the thing. There's so many things that like came out that I don't even remember the exact name of some of them. So I don't um, know if that's officially what they named it or not, but I'm really excited for the Hawkeye one. Okay. Um, I I, it's got Haley Steinfeld in it. So I love Haley Steinfeld and um, I, I like Jeremy Renner and I just, I, I like, this was one of the things that I tweeted out that was kind of shitting on DC for is like DC is super particular about their cinematic universe and their um, TV universe being separate. Like I really enjoy the fact that Marvel took people from their um, cinematic universe and then made TV shows out of it because like, there's certain characters that you sometimes feel like didn't get, you didn't get enough of them, and Hawkeye was one of them. I felt like they had him kind of leave and have a family and do all that, and I felt like you just didn't get enough of him. So, like, I'm excited about that. Um, I clearly like Archer shows from the fact of, you know, um, being obsessed with Arrow for its, um, whatever many seasons that was now. I'm now, I've already lost how many seasons it was. Um, but, uh, so it, it plays into the things that I kind of like, and I love Haley Steinfeld. So, um, the, the only, and I plus, I love making a joke about how someone told me after they watched, I think it was Bumblebee that I looked like her and we look nothing alike. So I always like to laugh about that whenever I see her as well. I I can I can hear I I gotta be honest I I'm not the biggest Hawkeye fan in the world like he's okay I like Haley Haley Steinfeld I'll watch the show but it's like well I can deal without it but uh, I'll still watch it as I'll watch all of these Marvel shows for sure the first one is WandaVision which starts on January fifteenth. So that's in a couple weeks. Looking forward to that. Did you see the trailer for that? That confused the fuck out very, of me. Very weird. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I'm not sure the whole exactly what was going on there. It's like she was living in like this weird, um, like I dream of genie type era dream state. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. We'll we'll just watch the show and we'll find out. I actually like cryptic teasers like that for TV shows and movies rather than ones that kind of explain exactly what's going on. So I'm intrigued. I'm, and she's I'm... also the most talented Olsen. Who's the other one? The the Olsen twins? Wait, what? I'm so confused. She is the sister of the Olsen twins. Mary-Kate she... and Ashley Olsen. What? She's not? No, she is definitely not. Yes, she is. What? Oh, no. 
Oh, I'm gonna pull this up right now Bullshit. and I'm gonna send it to you. No, they're not even they're not related. No freaking chance that they are actually related. Oh, wait, it says right here on her Wikipedia page. Elizabeth Olsen. What? Who is related to Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Oh, Wait, apparently they the... have two other siblings. Or no, they have three other siblings. They apparently have a sibling named Taylor. Uh, and then uh, two brothers named uh, Trent and Jake. That I don't know what they do. But okay. she, she is related to This is a revelation. Them. This is an absolute revelation. I had no fucking clue. Yes, she is the most talented Olsen. And she's younger than the Olsen twins, too. What? You are welcome. Holy smokes. This is a game changer. I'm, like, gobsmacked here what I just learned. And I think the Sporting Nation learned about it, too, because I don't know very many people that knew this. How did you know? Um, Because I, re- I think it was because I really liked her in... Um, in the Avengers and stuff like that. And so I had looked her up or someone had mentioned it to me. I don't know. I don't even remember how I, I knew about it, but it was like, um, talked about the fact that like, she was the sister that, you know, that that wasn't the twin, but was still like an actress and that like people didn't notice her as much until that came out and that people, and people were basically saying the same thing as me, like the most talented Olsen twin. I mean, like a lot of us, uh, liked the, um, the Olsen twins, like, in their, like, heyday, but then they kind of just dropped off the map, and, but I think she is the most talented out of her siblings. I didn't know that there were so many of them, but, um, I would say, and even I'm staring at a picture right now of her with the Olsen twins. That, yeah, I, that's, that's mind-boggling. Uh, I'm, I'm shooketh here when learning about this, but... I'm glad I learned it, and that makes me all the more interested in the show. But, regardless of that, the shows I'm most looking forward to, for from Marvel at least, three different ones. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I'm a big Captain America guy. I can agree with that. Um, I'm also looking forward to Loki, which looks fascinating. It looks like a time travel show. I'm looking forward to that. Tom Hiddleston's that great. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I am very curious about and I'm excited to see is Miss Marvel. This is a, a, a character that has just been, only been in comics for less than a decade, but she's getting her own show. And it, it she is a, a, a teenage girl in, growing up in, I think in New Jersey, who is also Muslim and she gets powers and she looks up to to Captain Marvel and so she kind of makes her own persona based off of Captain Marvel and she calls herself Miss Marvel and I'm looking forward to that too because I think that's really different from from any of the other Marvel shows that we've seen so there there's so many other ones that we didn't get to which is crazy uh, yeah the they put out a massive list like Someone was tweeting out, like, GIFs of basically of people, like, passing out. And they're saying, like, the social media person for Disney Plus, like, after all of that coming out. And I was just like, it's completely true. Like, you 
can only imagine like all the work that they had to do behind the scenes for all of that. And then like, um, I follow Haley Steinfeld on, um, Instagram and her birthday was like the day after I think it was what it was. And she was like, Oh, what a great like pre-birthday surprise. And she's like, I can finally like let it out. Like everyone knows about it. Like you have to think how long they've all been sitting on this and like trying to like get all this shit together. It had to be the most um, amazing thing for them to finally just release it all and just throw it all out there and be like, here, take all this content we've been working on for like a year probably now. Like it's had to be so relieving for them to do that because if that is what they put out, you can only imagine how long they've been working on that because it was super overwhelming for us just to intake the information. So to put it all together, put all those shows together, had to have been a shit ton of work. And it's it's cool that it finally came to fruition and they're able to give it out to all of us. Yes, very exciting stuff. And I tweeted out a picture earlier this week on my Twitter page about how jam-packed the 2021 is going to be in terms of Marvel shows and movies. And it's just jam-packed. 2021 is going to be the year of Marvel very exciting stuff coming from two people who are massive fans of the MCU. So we're very excited about that. Now, before we, we move on, we have about 10 minutes left in the show here. So we may not even take a, talk about fucking hockey in this episode. But at this point, not a lot going on hockey-wise as we still are trying to learn about divisions and when the season's going to start and when training camps are going to start, etc., etc., all that jazzification. But we also had some Star Wars news this week and announcements of new movies, new shows for Star Wars. What was your biggest Star Wars takeaway from last week or, or the show or the character that you're looking forward to most? Um, this is a hard one. I'm going to let you go first and then and then come back to me. Okay, thank you. I will. I'm gladly going to go first. I will tell you that the show I am most looking forward to is the Ahsoka Tano show. It's called. It's going to be called Ahsoka. Rosario, Rosario Dawson's going to be returning as Ahsoka, who made, of course, from Clone Wars fame, from Star Wars Rebels fame, made her first appearance in live action recently in The Mandalorian. And I that is the show I am most looking forward to from the Star Wars universe. Um, it's the first, like, essentially female-centric show in the Star Wars universe, which is incredible. Obviously, we've had female protagonists in the movies, obviously with Rey, obviously, which is great, and and a little bit with Ahsoka in Clone Wars, but Rosario Dawson was great. Looking forward to that. And then I am also looking forward to Patty Jenkins was announced as the director of a new Star Wars movie that's going to be out in 2023. It's called Rogue Squadron. And for those of you that don't know, Patty Jenkins is the director of Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 1984. And she crushed it with those two movies. She's one of the best directors out there. She will be the first ever female to direct a Star Wars movie. And I cannot be more excited for her to put her adaptation of Star Wars onto the big screen in a couple years. Rogue Squadron, going to be based around, around a group of... Um, X-Wing pilots, essentially, is what it's going to be based around, as far as we know. So those are those are what I'm most looking forward to. Um, yeah, the, I mean, those are all really good. I, again, this one was a, a bunch of information that was, like, hard to um, 
kind of grasp all of them. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi one, um, for obvious reasons. And then the Lando Corizian one, for obvious reasons. And then there's an Andor one that is like a prequel um, to Rogue One. And I really liked Rogue One. Like, as... It, I, I know it's kind of um, a standalone movie on itself, but it is genuinely, like, one of my favorites of, like, all time of uh, Star Wars movies. So, um, to kind of see the stuff, like, before that, I, I'm really excited for that one, too. Yeah, I, it's in, it was crazy how much actually got revealed last week by Disney. It's absolutely crazy. Cray, cray. Okay, so what should we should we touch on some NHL news quickly? Because this is a hockey podcast. I feel like we should, and then maybe get one sneak in one random shit story before we go. Absolutely. Okay, so here's the latest that we know about the NHL alignment plans. This is from Sportsnet as of December 11th. So this has probably changed sent in the intervening time since then. But Elliot Freeman, according to him, he thinks that it's a possibility now that Minnesota and St. Louis both go to the Pacific Division while Dallas remains in the Central Division. And here's what he said in an interview uh, on a radio show up there in Canada. He said, Elliot Freeman, I think Minnesota's concern was they didn't want to be there alone with nobody else close to them. St. Louis was more willing to do it, and now I think it's going to be St. Louis and Minnesota together. So, first off, fuck those teams for complaining, because you know who's going to have it worse next year? The Coyotes, because they're going to be the fucking team that's traveling all over the fucking place. So, fuck off, Minnesota and St. Louis. Stop fucking complaining. You're going to be on your private fucking jets in your private fucking things, flying first fucking class, you're going to be fucking fine. Okay? I'm more concerned about how this is going to affect the Coyotes, which is that they're going to get both of these teams in. And I, Minnesota and St. Louis are both kind of tough matchups for the Coyotes. That's what I'm most most concerned about. I mean, I, I it was funny. I kind of said this on um, After Hours last night. Um, it, it just kind of feels that, like, if there's a way to fuck over the Coyotes, like, it will happen. You know, it, it just kind of comes down to the point where, um, there is, there is no way for us to have nice things. Like, we were kind of hoping that this would be, like, the last, like, good season of just being in the Pacific and being able to hold on to that, considering the fact that, you know, um, there's a lot of tumultuous things kind of going on with this team right now, and with with a new GM and such, like you're trying to just get your feet underneath you. So I was hoping that they would have this one season to basically kind of get their feet underneath them and kind of figure out where they're going to go from here, as opposed to just kind of being thrown into the fire. And now I, I mean, this is kind of told to be like a, you know, like you're, you've got one foot on land and one foot in the fire, you know, like they're not fully in the fire, but I, I would have to say that it's still going to be pretty decently shitty. Like it's, it's not what 
um, any of us were hoping for at all. And um, it's just, I don't know, it, it's, it sucks because I, I don't agree and I won't go on my whole spiel again of like, I don't agree with the Coyotes being brought over to the Central Division um, because, you know, you have a team that's obviously going through a lot of shit right now that is trying to just survive and is trying to grow its fan base and you're setting them up to fail by moving them to the Central Division. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, let's just be completely honest about this. Like, you have teams that are either coming towards the end of their great tenure or they are rising into a great tenure for their organization. So going into moving the Coyotes, who have gone through so much recently, like, into that type of a situation, I just feel like it's complete bullshit because you you want that team to thrive you want them to prosper and you're trying to create a solid market here and allow them to be able to find a different arena and you're trying to do all those things but then you're setting them up for failure at the same time see i didn't even i told you i wasn't going to go into the spiel and i went into the spiel anyways because i i can't help myself that's that's totally okay i i went on a rant there too so we both each get our rants this week, and that's that's great. That's what this show's about. And now that we got that off our chest, we only have about five minutes left, so we have time now to get one random shit story in. That was your hockey talk for the week, everybody. We'll talk more hockey on Thursday, I promise. We actually do have some hockey conversation coming up on, on the Thursday show, so make sure you subscribe right now so you can hear it, including some ASU hockey talk and um, some other news and notes from around the Coyotes as they get ramp up towards training camp here in the next couple of weeks. So first off, um, Steve Kornacki back on the NBC broadcast for Sunday Night Football this week. Love it. Does a great job. I, I digress, though. A six-year-old racked up $16,000 in Apple App Store charges for his favorite video game, Sonic Forces, leaving his mom in shock. While working from home during the pandemic, uh, Jessica Johnson didn't realize the younger of her, her two sons had gone on a shopping spree on her iPad. Over the month of July, George bought add-on boosters starting from $199 all the way up to $99.99. Thousands of dollars uh, charged to her credit card. And she said, it's like my six-year-old was doing lines of cocaine and doing bigger and bigger hits. Yeah, no, it's, it's seriously addicting for kids. And I always, it's funny because to me, I'm just like, okay, wait, wait. So you're telling me you're buying virtual guns or virtual, like, like with the whole um, Fortnite thing, right? I was, when the people are like buying skins and stuff like that, I'm just like, so you're buying virtual clothes that don't exist in real life they just exist in your video game that you're gonna get tired of playing and then not play again so tell me how this isn't a waste of money and like that's how i i said this literally to to um like adults when i was talking to adults i'm like how how is this not a waste of money to children like it literally is like crack for them like and that was one of the things that, like, uh, Scotty's nephew, we were buying him V-Bucks for Fortnite because, like, the, they would literally just want to buy more and more stuff. And then they, all they do is they just come up with new stuff for them to buy. And it's just, it's this weird 
terrible like uh, pit that they just it, it just, all just keeps going into, and I don't understand. I don't, part of it is it's not like I was you know um, we didn't go through a quarantine as kids. We didn't like sit there and play video games with our friends like all day long and stuff like that. So maybe like we just are, are old and don't understand, but I just think it's it, it's not healthy. I I agree and she didn't get any of her money back. Apple and so, and Sega both said basically told her to fuck off. Too late. You bought it. We can't do anything about it. It's just, it's like one big scam these video games cuz that's how they make their money. They don't do it with advertising. They do it with these microtransactions like this where basically you have to pay them money in order to continue to go further and further in the games. And it's ridiculous and it's crazy that these games don't have more security as a part of them so that way these transactions don't happen like maybe it's on the parent for not having set up to where like and it's the same way for you i'm assuming where if you go onto the app store and you're trying to buy something it you have to have face id unlocked in order to buy something that so was actually on once once i realized that you, what you said ipad earlier and you're talking about like because once you said apple that, yeah, so this was an app that this kid was buying this shit on. And how, yeah, how did the mom not have face ID? Like, even for a free app, I have to have my face ID or my password in order to get it. Yeah, she didn't explain that in here, but I'm assuming she just didn't have it set up correctly. So, in a way, I don't feel bad for her because she was dumb enough to not lock her phone for her kids. That's insane. Yeah. Tsk, tsk, tsk. That is the, that's the only story we have time for this week on Random Shit. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of the Arizona Coyotes Sporty with Corey podcast, where we talked about the Coyotes for three minutes. But again, we don't have, when you don't have a lot to talk about, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to just bullshit for 40 minutes. <laughs> Which, I mean, we always, we have like a talk that's with, outside of just hockey all the time because like that gets it gets boring to just talk about hockey all the time but yeah we really don't know shit about anything if anything if anything that proves that is the fact that you know that they moved st louis and replaced it replaced them with the wild and then you know and the, the date kept on changing and you learn more about what is going on with NHL on like random sources on Twitter than you learn from the actual NHL right now because no one knows what the fuck is going on. And that's the thing is we will report on it when we got it, but there's there's so little that that we know and there's so little that's going on. Everyone at this point is just trying to uh, get to whatever state they need to be in or country, I guess, if you're going to Canada, um, to basically be prepared for, um, you know, their skates that are supposed to be starting as of the new year. So that is literally all, all we've got going on right now because, you know, it's a uh, COVID. Yeah. And we promise there will be actual hockey talk coming up on the Thursday episode this week. Again, we'll, we'll talk about some ASU hockey stuff. They had a, uh, two overtime games against Penn state this week. We're going to talk about, um, continue our series about the Coyotes and get into maybe the 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 best thing about the Coyotes in uh, Coyote story of 2020. 
Corey tweeted out about the most annoying song of 2020. We'll talk about that. And, of course, more random shit stories. That's on the Thursday episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Corey underscore Richie Show for all the extravaganza there. At Corey Richie Show on Instagram for more fun stuff there. And before we go, Corey, anything else you'd like to to say before we say goodbye? The Transformer series isn't as bad as Richie makes it to be. <laughs> good night and good hockey, everybody. We've got hockey talk. Those are the moments you're a sports fan for. Um, those are the moments where you know you're down three nothing, and the team has this amazing comeback. And the guy who you want, who you really are thinking this needs to be the star of this team, has a hat trick. We've got beer. It has a unicorn on the can. An easy drinking beer that's just delicious. We want to help you understand the sport you love better. What kind of things are you looking for to understand the game better? What you know? What's a couple of things someone who's watching the game at home when things start up here in a few weeks, or if they're watching college hockey, what's going on right now? What kind of things would they be looking for to try and understand the game better, or what's happening in the game, that sort of thing? Sure. Yeah, it's a great question, and I think it's it's something that's evergreen. Um... Listen to Jackets Debrief, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and available wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.